This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. I'd love to start with a little bit of a history lesson, if that's okay. Uh, Back in the 1800s on the east coast of America, uh, word was starting to spread about this really wonderfully fresh and fertile land to the west in a place called Oregon. Uh, And in between 1840 and 1860, in response to all the stories that have been coming back to those communities from fur traders and uh, and missionaries who would pioneer kind of into the continent, uh, there was just ordinary families who went, you know what, this is the new beginning that we're after. This sounds like the next season, the next chapter uh, in our lives. Uh, And so they grabbed all of their possessions that they've accumulated along the way, loaded them up on wagons and headed west uh, on what was known as the Oregon Trail. Uh, In those two decades, nearly 300,000 people made their way west. A fresh beginning, a new start, full of new hope, new prayers, new adventures as their families. And of course, what they did is they loaded up these wagons. Uh, You've probably seen them in in, uh, movies and uh, all manner of images that you've seen on the internet over the last little while. Uh, And these wagons were pulled by beasts, uh, usually sort of uh, castrated bulls because they were strong and reliable and dependable, uh, and they started to head west. And as they went, what happened was, of course, what you'd expect would happen. The road got long, they started getting tired, things started breaking, animals got sick, or even worse, animals died, and they had to carry and drag these wagons by themselves. Um, The wagons, you know, there's no mechanics along the way, wheels break, things fall off, things start to go wrong, and you can imagine just how many heated arguments there were between family units while they looked at what was in the wagons and asked themselves, why are we still carrying this? Why are we still carrying all of these things, all of this stuff? And so quite famously, all along this Oregon Trail uh, are just the evidence of of things that people left behind, things that they cast off, things that they realised no longer served them, things that were weighing them down, things that were hindering their progress, things from a past season that weren't going to be part of their next season full of hope, this new beginning, this new start out in Oregon. Uh, so much so that there's a really famous uh, settlement um, that actually was um, this Fort Laramie. Uh, was known as Camp Sacrifice um, in the middle of that century because of just how much was cast off and abandoned in the trails around this particular thing. Why are we still carrying this? Now, I think there's something in that for us this morning. Um, Hopefully, not too many of you are going to physically relocate this year. That's very stressful, uh, and they're not going to do whole new beginnings. But in a very real way, a new year brings with it the chance of fresh starts, of new beginnings, hopefully of, of new hope and fresh hope. And as we embark on this journey that is 2024, I think there is some real wisdom in asking ourselves this question as well. Of all the things that we've accumulated, of all the things that are stuck to us, does all of it serve us well for the next season? Is some of it actually not only not helpful, but harmful? Are there some things that we need to cast off? Are there some things we need to turn away from? Some things we need to leave behind? Why are we still carrying this? 
Well, Psalm 103 is a, a beautiful psalm. Uh, it's an incredibly positive psalm. There's, there's nothing in here that really you know, I, I need to put disclaimers or, or explain. It's just a beautiful psalm that celebrates the character of God and his ministry to his people. Uh, and David, he starts this way with these beautiful words, Praise the Lord, my soul. All of my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. It's quite a, an arresting couple of words for me. Uh, you don't see that um, anywhere else in Scripture, this idea of the, the benefits that come from knowing God. Uh, it's never quite put in those exact terms. Uh, but David here, he's celebrating, he's calling the assembly to recognise that there is some real-world impact, benefits, if you like, that we experience in our life because we know and love God. Now, that his impact and his influence in our life does good things. It, it finds expression. We love it, and so we praise him, uh, and the reminder is to not forget all of his benefits. So this morning, what I'd love to do in the remaining time is not share so much of a sermon this morning. I'm thinking of this as more of a picture parable. I'd love to share a picture parable with you. And then at the end, we're going to invite, um, if you'd like to, to come forward and receive a time of, of prayer ministry. Uh, because I believe at the beginning of a new year, in fact, at the beginning of, of every day, the Lord's mercies are renewed. And he wants to lift things off us. He wants to bring healing and refreshment and freedom as part of the benefits, as part of the impact, as part of the influence of knowing him and loving him and walking every day with him. So that's the question this morning. Why are we still carrying some of the things that's in God's heart for us to leave behind, that no longer serve us, that aren't going to be part of the good things that he's wanting to do in and through us in the year ahead? Sound good? too bad, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> well, we've been talking um, fairly broad at the moment. What are some of the things that we carry? So I'd love us to get a little more specific about some of the things I believe that we accumulate through life that, that maybe it's time to leave behind as we step into a new year. And I'd love to do this with a bit of a picture parable. And to do that, I'm going to need my lovely assistant, uh, Kay. So if you can uh, welcome her to the stage. It's always nerve-wracking being a prop in a sermon. Now, if you want to come and stand over here. You can wait for everybody. <laughs> okay, so for this message and for this illustration, for this picture parable, K is not K, okay? K is me. K is you. K is all of us at the beginning of a new year. Our eyes focus forward to everything that 2024 will bring, filled with some level of hope and expectation of the good things, the new things that God's going to do in us and through us. But the problem is, K, you, me, we don't get to stand at the start of 2024 completely fresh, do we? Because we've just come through 2023 and 2022 and 2021. In fact, some of us have lived quite a few of these years. And as we journey through life and experience life and interact with people and things, we accumulate stuff. And I'm not talking about possessions here. 
And some of the things that we accumulate are wonderful and they're sacred. They're, who, they're, they're the things that make us who we are, right? They're the things that bring us to where we are in life. They're the things that we want to hold on that we never want to forget, we never want to leave behind. But there's another category of things as well, things that we accumulate as we navigate through life. So if you'll allow us, we'd love to demonstrate what I think some of these things are and can look like. And the first one is wounds. As we navigate through life, we experience all manner of things that would hurt us, that would harm us. Uh, And if we're not careful, we leave these as untreated wounds, things that are raw, still raw. It could be the words that people have said over us. It could be the ways that people have let us down. Uh, It could be, oh, there we go. Could be all manner of things, right? Could be loss, people that we've lost, relationships that have broken. It could be the hurt and the harm that comes from watching people that you know used to love Jesus feel like they flake out on faith. It could be the wounds that come from our own sense of disappointment and, and unmet expectations, the ways that we've hurt others as well. We carry these as these raw, open wounds um, that are sensitive that when prodded can be painful. That makes sense? As we journey through life, some of the things that we can accumulate if left undealt with are wounds that we then continue to carry into year after year. Another one of the things that we can accumulate through life, because let's be honest, we're not perfect and we continue to stuff up, is a sense of shame and a sense of guilt. Sins that we've done that we are deeply, deeply ashamed of. The ways that we have let other people down, the ways that we have let God down, the ways that we feel that we haven't lived up to our own hopes for how we would want to live or the impact that we would want to be. And this for us is, it's like a, it's like a stain, isn't it, that we continue to carry. I don't know how you experience guilt and shame, but for me, it's like this pit in my stomach, this, this heaviness on my heart, this, this, this stain that I'm always aware of. Things that if are not left behind, things that if we don't trust to God, we don't deal with before God, that we continue to carry into new years. Then, of course, there are the words. The words that we've heard others speak over us. The words that our society would tell us. The words sometimes that we tell ourselves or that the enemy accuses us of. Maybe you grow up and you heard words like, oh, if you really love me. And you carry this, this narrative that, man, I, love is something I have to earn. And it's something precious that's not given unconditionally. Maybe you grow up and it's like, well, you're not as smart as your brother, are you? Or maybe it's the words that people have said that cut deep. The words you said over yourself, oh, I'll never amount to much. I'm not as smart and clever as that person. Maybe it's the accusing voice of the enemy. Does God really listen to your prayers? Does he really love you like others? Do you really think that God could use you this year? And then, of course, there's all those words that society would tell us. This whole God thing, what a load of nonsense. If you want to be happy, you need a lot of stuff. If you want to be right in yourself, you're going to need to be successful to have a good sense of identity. And all these things that don't line up with the truths that God speaks over us, they play, don't they, 
in our head, this constant background, this constant backdrop to how we live and how we experience life, playing in our ears over and over and over again these things that are not true, these things that God would not have us carry into the new year, but unless we let them go, things that remain. Then, of course, there are the biggies, the strongholds, unrepentant sin, our addictions, unforgiveness, these things that, uh, if you want to step in through there, they're just kind of like that, aren't they? This chain to the past, this chain stopping us from powering forward and moving forward as we leave these things undealt with and they remain, we remain a captive of them. And lastly, I'm sure we are all very familiar with this one. All of us, as we journey through life, we have to, we carry, don't we? <laughs> All of the anxieties that we've collected along the way. Got a bag there. Some of you might need a bigger bag for this illustration. Some of you might prefer it to be a backpack that's like weighing in and cutting into your shoulders. But these anxieties around decisions, these anxieties that we carry over people, I'm not talking about the healthy, normal stuff and the worries of everyday life, but where it's gone beyond that place, where we're not trusting God, where we're not experiencing peace where we stay up late at night, these things on our mind when we wake up, things that rob us of our joy and sometimes paralyze us from moving forward, carrying all of those anxieties with us. So Kay, bless her, is really positive about the year ahead, as she should be. There's good things ahead. God is there. He's going to do a work in her life this year. But do you think... Maybe she's some carrying some stuff that she shouldn't be carrying into the next year. No? Thank you. Come on now. Do you think that maybe she's carrying some stuff that's actually going to hinder what's ahead? Maybe going to rob her of some of the peace and some of the joy, some of the good work that God wants to do in her life? Non-rhetorical question. Yeah, it is. So I want to read to you again from this is Psalm 103. I want to remind us that God sees us and he knows us. And he knows that we're human and we know that we have this tendency to gather these things. As a father has compassion on his children, this is the character of God, not as he stands ahead in the year to come, but as he stands with us now, today, as we head into the year. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we're formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows it, and it's gone. And its place remembers it no more. But, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness is with their children's children. You, me, us, Kay. We stand at the beginning of a new year and there's some stuff we've accumulated along the way. And there's some stuff I'm willing to bet that we are carrying. And some of it might feel a whole lot more heavy than others. But I just invite you to know that God stands in this place, knowing our humanness, knowing our frailty, knowing our propensity to carry this stuff and his heart towards us is love and he wants to free us, to set us free of these things 
so that he can lead us into the year ahead. Oh, my soul, do not forget the Lord's benefits. Can we thank Kay for being a good sport? From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord is with those who fear him, and his righteousness is with their children's children. As I said, I'd love us this morning to just consider the question, why are we still carrying these things when we can trust the Lord to lift them off us? And so I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time going through uh, each of one of these because I, I am very keen for us to not just hear about it, but to actually do it. I invite you through the rest of our service just to be listening, not just to me, but to God, uh, listening to the Holy Spirit. Uh, which of those kind of resonates most strongly with you at the beginning of 2024? Which one of those things that you might be carrying might it be time to leave behind, to trust to God, to recognise that carrying those things do not serve you any longer and they're only going to hamper and hinder the beautiful work that God wants to do in and through you this year. So let's start with that first one, hey? Those wounds. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done yourself an injury or been a parent or a friend at a time where someone's done an injury and you've looked at that wound and you've thought to yourself, well, obviously that's not going to get better on its own. You need to go and seek medical help, don't you? And you need to dress it and you need to bind it up. Oh, I believe the Lord wants to say to us at the beginning of a new year that those wounds that you carry, those hurts that you have, he sees and he knows and he loves and he wants to come and heal and start to make it right. And that's not to say that the things that caused the wounds disappear and it's not to say that there won't be some scars that we would still carry forward. But an open, raw, untreated wound is, A, not very wise and healthy, it's no way to live, but it's also not our inheritance as the children of God. Psalm 34, verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. This is the character of our God. This is the nature of our God. This is the desire that is on God's heart for his people, that he would be with them to bind up things that are broken and hurting and needing healing. He is, as 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 says, he is the father of compassion and he's the God of all comfort who comforts us in our troubles. Are you feeling like there's that open, raw, sensitive wound that you're carrying? I know that can be one of the most terrifying things in the world to actually invite God into that space, but he wants to start bringing healing and restoration, and freedom from that. There's, of course, that shame and that guilt that we carry, that stain, that weight, the thing that we have in the pit of our stomach. Um, hopefully you don't have too much of a struggle with this. I, I'd love to preach a full sermon on, on shame at some point. Um, but I know what it's like to carry shame. I know what it's like to struggle, knowing that I've repented of something, knowing that I've confessed something, knowing that God has forgiven me and yet still feeling shame. I actually went through um, a season a, a couple of years ago where I realised, how intense is this? I realised that I had stopped looking at people in the eye, stopped giving people eye contact because I had a such deep sense of shame 
over something, a failing that I had in my past. Man, shame is real. But it's not something that God wants us to carry. Those who have fully repented and fully confessed and poured their hearts out to the Lord, there is the assurance of forgiveness. Even in this psalm, Psalm 103, we read these words from verse 8. That the Lord is compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Praise him. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions, the guilt, the shame, the stain from us. As far as physically, humanly imaginable is the gap between our sins, our transgressions, and where God has removed them to. We carry wounds, we can carry shame, but with our Lord, we can trust and invite him to lift them off us. There are those false narratives as well. Whoops, I'm ahead of myself there. Those false narratives as well, that thing that plays in our mind all the time. We'll just hear these verses speak into this. 2 Corinthians verse 10. We demolish every pretension, every word, every narrative that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We don't let the tape play any longer. Would be an interesting paraphrase. (laughs) We don't let that tape play any longer. If it doesn't line up with what God says of us, of who we are, we don't let it play anymore. But we make it obedient to Christ, thinking instead on whatever is lovely and admirable, excellent and praiseworthy, Philippians chapter 4. Those strongholds that we often find ourselves in, unrepentant sin, curses passed down through generations, unforgiveness, bitterness that's taken root, We need to be reminded of the power and the presence of the Saviour. John chapter 8, if the Son sets you free, my friends, you are free indeed. And it's for freedom that Christ has set us free, Galatians 5. So do not let yourselves become burdened again, enslaved again, entrapped again by a yoke of slavery. And of course, that collection of anxieties that we carry around, that we collect and and we take into New Year's, we're invited to cast our anxiety on God because he cares for us, 1 Peter 5 verse 7. What are you carrying into this year that it's time to leave behind? That it's time to cast off? That it's time to invite God in to lift off you and to heal? Praise the Lord, my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Our God is the God who forgives all sin and heals all disease who redeems our life from the pit and he crowns us with love and compassion. He is the God who satisfies our desires with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. This is God's character. This is God's heart for you as you step into a new year. To have a sense of freedom and healing and redemption, to be set right, to have your gaze set, to be energized even with the energy of youth as he leads you from this place. So I'm going to invite the worship team up Again, and we're just going to sing, oh, come to the altar, a beautiful, uh, a beautiful invitation, a song of invitation that comes from Jesus' own words, uh, that anyone can come to him who are weary and heavy laden, and he will give them rest. And afterwards, we're going to have some of the prayer team uh, up the front. 
just to invite you to, to come forward and to stand with them in prayer. And if there is some stuff that you want God to lift off you at the beginning of this year, things that you recognize no longer serve you, things that are only going to harm and hamper you, things that God wants to heal and set you free from, then come forward and receive prayer. You don't need to get crazy specific about it. If you're worried about oversharing or you feel really private about it, you could just simply come up and say, there's some stuff in my bag of anxieties that I'm carrying and I'd love you to pray that God would lift those off me and we can do that together because we serve a good God, a powerful God, a God of love and a God who wants to set you free as he leads you into this year to the fullness of his plans and his purposes for you and I. This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.